Grab the popcorn and get ready to join Chris and Geordie on a journey through some of the most celebrated films of all time that Geordie's never seen before. You're listening to It's About Time You Watch This. Welcome back to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. And Geordie. And today we are watching what I would call a cult classic film. You very rarely find someone that doesn't enjoy this movie. So I'm interested to see how today goes. Today we are watching... You better get bright, pal. We got a show to do. Then we got to figure out some way to collect that gate money. Get it to the Cook County Assessor's Office as soon as they open in the morning. Joliet, Jake, and Elwood Blues. Two men with a mission. And only 11 days. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. For me and the Lord, you got to understand it. We're on a mission from God. The Blues Brothers. Are you the police? No, ma'am. We're musicians. Yes, we are watching The Blues Brothers. I am pumped for this because... I re-watched this the other night, and I watch this probably every couple of months. It's another yes. one of those films that I watch very regularly. I watched it the other night, and I went, oh, I forgot how good this movie is. So I'm really keen to get your take on it, because yeah, it, is a very, be. it is a very dry sense of humour film, and we know how you've gone with those in the past. What are you saying? That your sense of humour <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired. Let's oh. just put it that way. Oh, okay. All right. Let's just jump straight into it. I have a lot of questions. Oh, okay. A lot of questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he got out of jail, but what was he in there for? How long? What did he do? They don't answer anything. Well, they do as we go along. Yes, but I didn't find out what was happening until like 40 minutes into the film. Uh, <laughs> look, this gets better. At the start, I was like, what is going on? Should I have read up about this before I watched this movie? I was really confused. Like the crazy lady. They don't explain her thing until the end of the movie. I think that's a lot of the movie's charm as well. Is it charm? It just makes me angry. (laughs) Look, not everybody has to have everything explained to them straight away like you do. I don't like surprises. Either do you. I've seen you read reviews for movies that are not even out yet. Yeah, and? We don't like surprises here. Give me the information. Okay. So it's old. There's lots of church references already. Pretty into their church thing. Which, you know, yeah. not an issue. They're that's, on a mission cool. from God. Which they say about 10,000 times throughout the movie. Because it's true. <laughs> Another question I had was, is this movie classed as a musical? With the big church dance scene at the start. Like, pretty much straight in, there's... Yes, this, is, is, a, a this is a musical. Okay, cool. It's a so musical, why was there not a lot comedy. of music until halfway through? I think that may have been a choice. Okay. Because I liked it from halfway through. First <laughs> half, I did not. <laughs> So it was actually the characters, the Blues Brothers, are based off a Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, it's all Saturday Night Live. I it, really need to watch this. A lot of this comes back. So that was back in 1978 the characters were created and the movie was made in 1980. So it, it, that's how it sort of started. So uh, there was a little, when it came out at cinemas, yep. I guess there was a little bit of cultural awareness of the characters. Okay, so people had some background knowledge. A little bit of background knowledge. So the car chase through the mall was a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> That, that's all I've got to say about that one. It's, I mean, funny. I did laugh at it. I think if you'd gone to the cinemas to see this in 1980 and not known what it was about, yes, you would have been sitting there going, what is yes. going 
on. That's exactly how I felt. Because you're right. Up until that point, it doesn't. They don't not, explain it's not anything. Comedy, it's not super comedy heavy. There's little jokes weaved in the first sort of half now, but it's not super comedy heavy no. until about that point. Yes. Yep. So that's when you'd be like, wait, this is very comedic. Is this supposed to be funny? Yep. See, that's why I was confused with the first half. Let's say half. It wasn't really half because it's a long movie. It's like two hours and like 10 minutes. Sorry, two hours and nine minutes to be exact. Because it's not a long movie. That's an uh, average movie in this day and age. Uh, two hours of my life. An hour and a half of it was fine. <laughs> so it was just the first half now you had a real issue with. Yeah, basically. The rest of it, as soon as the music got heavy and they started actually explaining things, I was like, oh, yeah, this okay. is all right. This is all right. Okay. Um, I'm going to catch that sucker if it's the last thing I do. Quote from the cop. I don't know why I wrote that down. I just thought that was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing like the insight into your brain when it's random things that you've just written down. So random. I there is that. no method to my madness. Like, why did that stick out to you? That's what I want to know. I really don't remember. <laughs> so I should also say that I had to watch this movie in two parts because I watched the first half an hour and I was like, friggin' hell, I don't want to keep watching this. I mean, I was really tired and I had to go to sleep. <laughs> Both are correct. So I don't know if that was possibly in the first part or the second part. I oh, think no, because I think I started to enjoy it after the whole mall chase thing. I reckon that was the start of the second part of the Yeah, villain. possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I just I wrote it down. Apparently it was interesting. So why was the chick shooting at them and trying to kill them? And this movie explains nothing. <laughs> Because it doesn't. She's just some random chick that tries to blow, like blows up their hotel room, and then she did some other stupid thing, and then again, she shoots them at the end. That's the mystery. Why is this happening? Why is she targeting? Them? I don't like mystery. <laughs> don't give me a murder mystery. Tell me the answer. I was going to say I'm not looking forward to watching like Knives Out with you because that's going to be painful. Yeah, for both of us. Yeah. The next one I've got is the older brother, the taller brother. I can't remember his name. Alwood. Yeah, that one. That's the right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is another random one. You're probably okay. going to hate this. Okay. Uh, he has a great toaster in his little room. <laughs> What's his obsession with toast and why don't they explain it? Because it's like literally he just has this little grill thing and he just makes his little toast on it. Doesn't put anything on his toast. Just he likes dry white toast. Dry white toast. It's weird. He likes dry toast. Yeah, apparently. What's your issue? Stop Vito. having a, giving him a hard time. <laughs> okay. So the chick is some kind of crazy bitch blowing up the entire building. Back to her again. What the fuck is her problem? <laughs> Why is she so crazy? Which we do find out later in the movie. Literally in the last 10 minutes of yeah. the movie. Really annoying. <laughs> oh, you're going to be a nightmare to watch mystery movies with. Yep, absolutely. They drive me crazy. This next one, I'm going to ruin it for you. Oh, okay. Where did they get the clean suits from? So straight from the uh, hotel explosion, they've gone off somewhere and they're in fresh, clean suits and nice, clean hats. Again. Where did they come from? I think that's part of the dry comedy. It's kind of like later in the movie where the cars are flipping. Uh, it's part of that. It's exaggerated. Like the whole thing is exaggerated. I think that's sort of the point of that. Is the cowboy bar exaggerated? Do they actually have those over there? Do they have like big like chicken wire the so chicken you can't wire. actually... Uh, there would be 100% bars that have got chicken wire around their stage for that very reason. Wow. 100%. I was really curious about and that. I was like, is this literally what it's like? We make jokes about it all the time. Yeah. About like our good friend Brad that yes. does karaoke. He also has done a Blues Brothers tribute show in the past. Yes. 
Um, and we joke about some of the bars that he's done karaoke at needs a stage with chicken wire because yep, the crowds because are so wild. Huh, that's really interesting. So, yeah. Sorry, just like kind no, of no, jumping right. everywhere. We're jumping everywhere. That's fine. We do that sometimes. It's fine. Okay, so 40 minutes in and I finally know that they're trying to put the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? What are we, what's going on? What's the point? He got out of jail. What was he in jail for? If you paid attention in that yeah. first half an hour. We're on a mission from God after no, they see the crazy lady. Well, they go and meet the, crazy the head lady. of the orphanage that they grew up in. Yep. And she tells them that the orphanage is going to close down if they can't pay the $5,000 back taxes. Uh, and they don't have that sort of money. Okay, so clearly so the first 30, 40 minutes. They're trying to figure out okay. how they can get that money. Elwood and Jake go to the church. Yep. And Jake has like an epiphany that you get the band back together, do a couple of shows, raise the money. We're on a mission from God. Well, they are. 10,000 times in a movie. How many times do you need to say? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was fine. Okay, moving on. I wish people could see the looks I give you. We need to start doing a video, <laughs> video? podcast. And that's, yep. we should say that this episode is the first episode in our new Purpose Built Podcasting Studio. Whoop, whoop. I love that you uh, say Al. Like, I had any part of it. You did nothing, but... Okay. Uh, the Nazi scene? The what scene? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to say it wrong. Nazis? There we go. You said Nazi before. <laughs> yeah, the Illinois Nazis. Yes. I hate Illinois Nazis. Again, I think it was just random. Or was it at that time that the Nazis were starting to kind of get up? Or were they just like, let's just throw some Nazis in there? Okay. As a teacher... I'm not a history you, teacher. You just said... Was it about that time the Nazis started to come up? When when do you think Nazis first rose to prominence? Again, I'm not a history teacher. I don't care. Just as, just as a human being, you should care. It's an important part of our history. 40s or 50s? I don't 40s. know. 40s. Hey, bingo. When do you think this movie was set? Didn't you say it was like the 80s or yes. 70s? Yes. So they'd been pretty predominant so there. So the Nazis... But Adolf Hitler, was he still... Yes, no. He, no? I mean, Died at the end of World War Two. Oh, okay. So back in the forties. Yep, that's what I was going to say. So no. This so why is, are they still talking about Adolf because, Hitler in the eighties? Because there's lunatics out there still praising Hitler now because they're morons. Yeah, well that's true. Like that's bitches be cray. They do, hundred <laughs> percent. That's the easiest way you can put it. Um, like that's still an issue. Racism and Nazism is still an issue to this very day. Yeah. And if not becoming more prevalent at the moment, it's very dangerous and it's very worrying. But yeah. That was sort of, I think, set up to create another, a bad guy. Okay, so now they've got like three different kind of bad guys. They've got guys. the police after them. And, you know, they've now got they've the got Nazis the Nazis after them. And they've got crazy well. bitch. Exactly. Yeah. That's so another it's, antagonist. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just making more drama. Basically. Okay. Yes. Fair, fair. Not really, but sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, so one of my favorite parts in the entire movie. Okay. Ooh. Favorite part. Okay. The freedom dance number. So she's singing to her husband. Oh, yes. And the Blues Brothers join in on the dance. I love where, you know, she's all like, fuck you, independent woman out on him. And then the Blues Brothers are just in there doing the dance moves. I was like, okay, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And once we get to that sort of, this is where the music side of the movie really This is where off. I really enjoy it. You've got it. John Lee Hooker doing Boom, 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 which is one of my all-time favourite songs. Yep. I've got that on vinyl and I still listen to that regularly because it's just an amazing song. Straight into Think, and that's when those musical numbers really oh, ramp up. Yes. But I still feel like there could have been more. I feel like there was only maybe five or six in the entire movie, and the movie was two hours. Well, we will discuss, as we get to the end of the podcast, the sequel to this movie, and Ooh. you might regret that saying. But anyway, continue, oh, okay. continue with your notes. I don't have a lot many. Oh, okay. A lot more. Is this where you started getting sucked in? 
We can generally Possibly. tell in a movie where Possibly. your notes start to dip is where you start to enjoy the film. Yep. Why is crazy bitch trying to kill hurt them? So I'm still on about the crazy bitch because it just she just randomly pops up. Can I up. ask? Did you re- and I know the answer to this before I even ask it. Did you realize who crazy bitch as you keep referring to her is? <laughs> it was. No, but she looked familiar. It's Carrie Fisher played Princess Leia in Star Wars. I never watched Star Wars. I watched Attack of the Clones. I don't even remember. If you asked me who the robot thingy was called, I would say Yoda. Like, I have no I'm idea. I'm trying to think what Carrie Fisher has been in because she's been in so much that you would you would remember her from. Probably nothing. Um, oh, not necessarily. Okay, let's try it. Let's do this list of movies. List the movies that Geordie doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of movies here that she was in that I didn't even realise she was in. Okay. So she was in Hook. <gasps> okay. Hey, look at you. She I know that one. in Drop Dead Fred. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Who was she in this? My list here doesn't say who she played. It just says uh. she was in them. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of movies on this list that I'm going, huh. oh, I didn't realise she was a part of that. But she's also written a lot of movies, very, very famous. She passed away a couple of years ago. She's absolutely yes. an incredible actress. And that was this was coming off the back of Star Wars too. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So she was very popular. So she was and very she popular. Was... And some of the cameos in this movie are hugely incredible. Yep. We talked about Think There. That was Aretha Franklin. It's one of the greatest soul singers oh, of all time. Was it really? The Reverend at the start was James Brown. Yeah, I don't know that one. Who's a, a famous soul singer. Oh. Do, 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 do. I knew that I would. James Brown. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, love that you have to sing for me to understand. Exactly. I appreciate it. Shake Tail Feather, obviously, Ray Charles. Love Again, Shake Tail Feather. Another you know, huge music superstar. Like, yeah. this movie, for, you know, for what it was at the time, it was a small film, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to get the cameos and the cast that they got for this movie, absolutely incredible. Yeah, Absolutely huge. incredible. You know, Cab Calloway, who was their, their sort of father figure yep. that did Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another huge soul performer. Like, yeah. just a huge cast to be able to pull off for this movie. And that's why it's so popular, yeah. obviously. Well, one of the many reasons that, and it's just a cracking bloody movie. Sure. <laughs> My final note was that I got way more into it when the music really kept going. Like yeah. the musical numbers all started and they kept following each other mm-hmm. and there was no boring talk, kind of. Well, as someone that's never seen this movie, how many of the songs did you then recognise and go, oh, that's from this? Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would say there were four or five big ones that I was like, oh, yeah, I know those. Yeah. That's where they're from. Yeah. Shake Tail Feather I knew because, you know, that was one of our key dancers that we did back in my day. Same for me. It was the first time I ever saw this movie was watching Shake Tail Feather when I was twelve to learn it for a school performance. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. Crazy. That's what got me into this movie and yep. why I fell in love with it. And why you always sing the Blues Brother medley? Medley, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. a karaoke. That's go-to. like your favorite karaoke oh, thing. Hundred percent. And I'm not gonna lie, because I love it too, because I always dance to it, so And that's why. That's why I love doing it, because people Love the songs. Yep. And it's it's become a thing that you haven't seen this movie yep. up until now, but love those songs already. Knew the songs, yeah. Knew the songs. Knew and and so them. I think even if you haven't seen this film, you know the music from this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's become that ingrained in our culture that much yep. that people just know it. And love it. Like the, even the We're on a Mission from God, if you quoted that to a lot of people, they'd go, oh, Blues <laughs> Brothers. Good one. Yeah. Like they would get it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like just, a universal language that people just know. 100%. Um, but yeah, that's where my notes kind of stopped because I got into it. So we got to the end, obviously, fair bit of resolution. We find out why crazy bitches you keep calling her is so crazy. Finally. So he left her. He left her at the altar. But apparently it wasn't his fault. 
And he was like crying and he was all like, it wasn't my fault. I didn't mean it. But we all know he's talking shit. But I love that when you think of it like that, that, okay, she he's left her at the altar. The fact that she's studied flamethrowers and yep. rocket launchers and to explosives try and to try and kill him. <laughs> yeah, look, I like that. Like, it just takes I it like to that, that whole woman. next level of over-the-top comedy, yeah. which I love. But fair. Absolutely fair. <laughs> Huge issues with the film when it was being made. I know there was a lot of budget issues that went way over budget when Ooh, they were making yeah. it. Um, was that because of the cast or was that just everything? I don't think it was the cast. I think it was more the length of shooting. Because it was a two-hour movie. No, not because of that, because they had a lot of different things they had to worry about. Because it was um, a two-hour and nine-minute movie. They used 13 different bluesmobiles wow. in the car because all the car chases and the stunts were real, not created with computer imagery or anything like that. Wow. 40 stunt drivers flown in every week in, every weekend to do the work. 60-odd police cars were purchased for $400 a piece. <laughs> And the filmmakers got permission to drive down Lake Street in Chicago at speeds of over 100 miles an hour to make sure that it looked realistic like it was. That scene that's where it's like cool. the front of the car and you can see it. Yeah. That's realistic. not fake. That's stunt drivers doing that driving. That's so cool. So cool. This movie actually had a record of the most cars crashed in a movie. <laughs> it was 104. I suppose if you're only paying 400 bucks a car, like. 104 cars trashed. That record was only broken by the sequel to Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers 2000, which came out in 1998. Yep. Where they trashed 105 cars. Oh, my goodness. Just, so to, deliber- just, just to, to deliberately break that record. Of course. It was actually really popular here in Australia. So like the Rocky Horror Show in New York, Blues Brothers was shown regularly at the Valhalla Cinema in Melbourne on a Friday night throughout the 80s and 90s where people would dress up, go along, sing along. Uh, 30 actors would recreate the movie in front of the stage as the movie was playing like, <laughs> That's a very cool. rocky horror vibe, but mainly in, cool. mainly in Australia it had that sort of thing. It wasn't sort of anywhere that else. big anywhere else. And during the movie, Dan Aykroyd, who played yep. Al Wood, yep. and Carrie Fisher, who played, as we said, Crazy yes. Fish, they actually got engaged. <laughs> they were a real couple, and they were actually set up by John Belushi, who played Jake. Jake. And they got engaged afterwards. It was one of Carrie Fisher's many, many engagements. Oh, yes. Um, yep. Which she talks about quite a bit, talked about quite a bit. And he, Dan Aykroyd, actually wrote the first draft of this, so he actually wrote Ghostbusters as well. Ah. If you didn't realise, Dan Aykroyd that plays Elwood is Ray from Ghostbusters. No, I didn't realise that. Because he's always got his, like, sunglasses on. You can't really see him. Like, he, he was actually, it's funny, though, he was a lot younger looking in this than anything else. Like, if yeah. you watch, this and Ghostbusters were only four years apart. But because we couldn't see his face. But if you watch both those movies back to back, he aged a lot in those four years. <laughs> like, Ooh. he does not. Well, if he was look. with Carrie Fisher, like... I don't think they would get that for that, that long. long. Yeah. Um, um, so another question. Yes. What's the go with the sunglasses and the hat and the never taking them off even at night time? Is that like a cool blue – is that like their, like that's their, their thing? That's their gimmick, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Their, yeah. that's their thing. Yeah. Um, I liked it when they said, oh, all right, we're ready. We've got our sunglasses on and it's night time. <laughs> and I was like, oh. When they it, were it, like in the car the chase or something? 105 miles to Chicago. Yes. Uh, we got – Half a pack of cigarettes, full tank yep. of gas. It's dark. We're wearing sunglasses. Let's Hit go. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, another quote um, that I know very, very well. Yeah. Because I have watched this movie quite a bit. Like it's, it's understatedly funny, and that's yep. sort of saying. Like I think the discussions we've had about our comedies in the past, yeah, has been that I tend to like those movies that have that dry humor. You do. Whereas you like very obvious yeah, funny yeah. humor. This movie has, again, a very dry... And that's why I was a bit worried about you watching this because of the sense of humor in it. I was like, it is a very dry sense of humor, but over the top at times as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, really subtle, dry jokes, but then you get things like 
they reverse the car and it flips backwards over the other <laughs> one and drives off. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, the, like the Nazis this. drive off the bridge. Yep. that literally is like you know a hundred meters tall, but then yeah. they're falling kilometres out of the sky. like, yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. And even yeah. the police car crashes where it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. It's just constant, yeah. It's just one after the other and you go, oh, surely that's it. And then there's and more then there's and more. it just becomes funnier because of that. So, you know, I think that's one of the reasons I love this movie so much. Yeah. We, we talked about the, the mall scene earlier. Yes. That was actually filmed in a real mall. The story behind it was that they only paid for the things that they damaged. Ah. Yep. So, like, you can see them, like, the certain shops they hit yep. would have been planned and whatever wasn't damaged was stock that went back to other stores and those sorts of things. But yeah. it was a real mall. Yeah. They actually shot that in. It's kind of cool. Uh, this movie is just one of those ones that it has a really great backstory to it to become a cult classic. Like, when it was released, it didn't do overly well. No. So, um, when it was released, was that, like, a big popular time for the blues? Was that when, like, the blues were really, like... Well, like the Blues mu- music is still yeah. very... Always has been since the 30s. Yeah, but, you know. I don't know if it was in its in culture as much as it is. Yeah. Like you were seeing, you know, a lot of rhythm and blues with, as I said, Aretha Franklin, James Brown, Ray Charles, a lot of the people that are in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it probably brought it to the forefront a little bit more. Yeah. It probably doesn't get the credit for that as well. Mm. So it released on June 20, 1980. It was released in 594 theatres in the States. It grossed uh, $115 million. Wow. So the budget was $27.5 million, roughly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it didn't so was that what they actually spent or that's was what that? They, that's what they spent. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. So it didn't do overly well. Like, it no. made four times its budget. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's really Which is successful. Good for, yeah. For 1980, fairly successful. But I think it became a lot more popular. Later on. Through VHS and those sorts of things down the track when it was released to home video, those sorts of things. It became this cult classic, much like the Rocky Horror Show and all that sort of stuff. It became a cult classic. Yeah. And I suppose so, musicals always were, weren't they? Oh, 100%. Well, yes and no. Yeah. Some were, some weren't. But this, I think, was one of the very first Saturday Night Live movies. And we, we've talked about this quite a bit with Wayne's World and Austin Powers and those sorts of ones. Yeah. It ranks second between Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2 among the films adapted from Saturday Night Live sketches. With the money it made. Ah, yeah, yep. So, which so surprised me. I, I thought it well, I thought it would have made more than Wayne's World. More than Wayne's World, yeah. Because it, like, I love Wayne's World, but this is a much bigger, I guess, in the zeitgeist of things, it's a much more popular film, I would say, than Wayne's World. Mm. It's one of those movies that it does live on and will live on for, for a long, long time. And I was sort of, I was watching the credits of the movie and realising how many stars of the film have passed away. Oh, like yep. literally, like um, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher, James Brown, Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, uh, Jake. So, were the Blues Brothers were they actual like singers in real life? Like, were they as big as you know your? They started a band through. Okay. So the band actually became a thing through Saturday Night Live. It yep. was sort of set up as a sketch that then turned into an actual band where they perform. So Dan Aykroyd actually owns the House of Blues. Yep. With John Belushi's brother, but still perform there. Regularly. Okay, cool. So see, John Belushi passed away not long after this movie was released yep. from a drug overdose. Uh, like to party hard, obviously. Yep, and um, that's why, and we did talk about this in Ghostbusters and the fact that Slimer, the green ghost in Ghostbusters, yeah. was originally, they wanted him modelled after John Belushi because he was supposed to be in that movie. Uh, yep, so that's how they... Apart from that movie, I think Vankman originally was written for John yep. Belushi. Oh. So that's, that, that's how that all comes Look about. Look at these but, movie connections. And that's... 
these comedians from that 80s period where there was you know, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd that were all sort of working. It's sort of like now where you see a Judd Apatow film and you've got Seth Rogen and you know, all those sort of... Yeah. Those all guys all working together. Yeah. They all work in each other's movies. Anchorman where you see, you know, Luke Wilson and Will Farrell and... Yeah, you know, all those guys working together. Yeah, it's that was that sort of thing in the eighties. It's almost a sort of first yeah, like instance of that. Those little connections, those groups. So, but just yeah, as I said, just really sad to see who's no longer with us. Cab Calloway as well. Ray Charles, Ray the Franklin, Donald Duck Dunn, the bass guitarist. He passed away last year. Sorry, what? What's his name? No, that was that was ten years ago that he's did passed you, away. Did you say Donald Duck? Yes. So he was. His name was Donald Dunn, but his nickname was Duck. He was Donald Duck Dunn. <laughs> That's great. Is that um, where Donald Duck came from or was Donald Duck around first? Donald Duck was around first. So his parents named him after Donald Duck. He wasn't He wasn't named. Like, Duck's not his middle name. It's his nickname. No, surely his parents knew what they were doing. No, that, I don't think his parents gave him that name. I think that was a name assigned to him later in life. But Donald Dunn is basically Donald Duck. Like, they knew. They knew exactly what they were doing. I don't think they did. What terrible parents. <laughs> If you say so. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, but, yeah, so many artists. John Candy as well, who played the uh, the police detective. I now, Candy. Okay. So, John Candy, <laughs> who was the, the big police chief with the moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you recognise him from anything? He's been in a lot of movies, and mm. movies I know you've seen. Cool Runnings? No. You've seen Cool Runnings? Yes. Jamaican bobsled team movie? Yeah, but I was like 12. So, when I said to you, we should do cool runnings. You're like, no, I've seen that. Yeah, I have seen it when I was 12. Mm. Sounds like we need a rewatch. Uh, he was in Home Alone as well. He had a cameo in Home Alone. Uncle Buck is a big star of the 80s and early 90s. Very, did very funny Did he have the moustache through all of the movies? No, he did not. Okay, then I wouldn't uh, have figured it out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. If, <laughs> if, that's, that's if he had the moustache, it would have been fine. Sure, okay. All right, well, look, let's wrap it up. Uh, let's start with the question we always ask. What would you rate Blues Brothers out of five? Ooh, okay. So I'm going to go with a three. Three out a of three. five. Okay. Yep. If it didn't have the first 40 minutes of the movie, it probably would have been a four. Mm, okay. Okay. Yep. And would you watch a sequel to Well, now I know that there is a sequel, so I'm really going to be really going to think about my answer. Um, but yes, because you said it has more music, yes, I would watch a sequel. So it has more music, but it doesn't have a lot of other things. So Blues Brothers 2000 was released in 1998. Yep. Basically, Dan O'Croyd wrote the movie. Yep. And he went to Jake Belushi, John Belushi's brother, who he owns the House of Blues with and performs with as the Blues Brothers. The two of them perform as the Blues Brothers. Sunglasses, the, hat and everything. At the House of Blues. And he yep. said, I want to do a sequel. And he went, nah. <laughs> but Dan O'Croyd persevered and still decided to make the movie. Yep. So when the person that you are – performing with as the Blues Brothers every night, turns around and goes, mm, don't think that's a good idea, and you still go, yeah, I might do it anyway. Yeah. You'd think that would be a warning, but no. Yeah. So it starred John Goodman, which uh-huh. you would remember if you saw him, I think. Yeah, I think so. And a young child. Yep. As the new Blues Brothers. Oh, dear. And it does, it features, I think, 12 full-length songs in its two Full-length. They're long songs. Very long songs. Wow. Very long songs. And it made a lot less at the box office. Huh. A lot less. <laughs> It is another guilty pleasure of mine. Of course it is. I do like watching it every now and then, but it is not a great movie. When you compare the two films, yep. although I think you would I'd actually like it more. it more. Okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. The comedy is a lot stupider. My um, kind of thing, more like music. Everything that's sort of a little bit worked in this movie yep. is dialed up to 
20. Okay. For yeah, Blues yeah, Brothers yeah, yeah. So you might I'd may, probably enjoy it. Maybe it is worth a bonus episode watch like we did with Mortal Kombat 2. How long does the movie go for? Uh, the movie runs for, I think it's a lot shorter actually. Ooh. 123 minutes. So oh, two hours. So I can do that. That's two hours. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, th- I think maybe we will. Maybe we'll have to give it a look. Yeah. Does it need to be after the baby's here so I can be drunk watching it? Will that make my enjoyment I actually higher? Think, as I said, I think you will actually enjoy Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah. More, more than, than. Okay. I, I trust you sometimes. Don't know if I do it this Knowing your time, taste in movies, sure. I feel like you'll enjoy it more. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool, so we cool, might cool, add cool, we cool. might add that to the list. That wraps up another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. We will talk to you again next week. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative media production.